Hi, hi, hi. Hey, Smoochie, what's, what's going on? Oh, welcome. Um, as usual, you can uh, grab the mic if you wanted to chime in. Um, I remember it's recorded. <clears throat> so this is episode 7 of Fortune 1000. Um, <clears throat> to the space series where we look at Fortune companies and see some vital information about them, their founders, and um, how the company is doing generally. And last week, we do a, we did a random draw, and the company we had to look at today was uh, Investor AB. So, we'll be delving into that company right away and yep first time I'm, I've even heard of the company never really looked into it before so um, curious as to what I'll find out today so investor um, or oh, Investor AB, name of the company, um, ranked at 283 in the top 1,000, valued at $51 billion, $51.4 billion, based in Sweden, has a share price of $16.67. Okay, seems like some other shares. Okay, so interesting company huge valuation seems like they looking at the chart um the lowest period was around 2009 where it was i mean in the last decade or so last two decades valued at 8.5 billion and then it peaked somewhere around 2021 it seems like company had a COVID boost. So they rose to about 76, was the 76 billion 2021 um, August. And they started coming down 2022. Now they're like 50 something billion. So, um, yeah, welcome, Smudgy. Any any comments? Any questions? What's up, Captain? Yeah, I'm just listening. All right. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Welcome. Yeah, last week we did Walt Disney. Um, and um, I guess the space is still it's recorded again. It's also like I'll post the link on my uh on the Jumper Transfer. Like I have the link to to all the previous. Uh, episodes of the previous podcasts. So, in case that must have been a good one last week. Uh, yeah, it, it was quite lonely though. I was like, I was the only one throughout. But I came back and found out that they had like probably the timing, like a hundred and seventy something people listening to it later on. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Very interesting. 
uh, one of the cra- one of the crazy takes about Walt Disney was it's a painful one though. Like when he made a lot of money from from uh, from one of his franchises, he built a great house for the for his mom. Uh, but the house had a, a problem with the ventilation, and, and the mom died in the house from carbon monoxide poisoning. Ain't no way. That's, That's crazy. crazy. Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah, that was really crazy. Yeah, they, they, there was nothing else behind that. Like that, <laughs> that sounds like an unsolved mystery. Yeah, if it happened, if it happened somewhere in Africa, you know, there would that that narrative would definitely be fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was really crazy and heartbreaking. I'm like, he just did the best thing, built like a bomb ass mansion for for his mom, only for the house to kill her. Yeah, that's yeah. that's yeah, that's that's another <laughs> art imitates life, I guess, or life imitates yeah. art. <laughs> and so I, I heard that's so I, I mean, people that I didn't think that's what influenced like some of the later movies. He some of the animations he did, like Jungle Book and some other ones. They didn't have those characters. Never had mothers. Ah, oh, yo. Now it's creepy <laughs> now. What? Yeah. <laughs> Yo, that's crazy. Yeah, so, I, I mean, people would say that that was the way he expressed his pain in the work. I mean, it makes sense, yeah. though, because usually, you know, usually people have mothers. as fathers that, but that are not like around. Yeah. So that, that actually kind of makes sense. I don't know if how true it <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, today, investor, I know Sweden, Sweden, oh, no, no, that's Switzerland. The Swiss bank is, um, I, I was, Sweden is not, um, it's not where the, I think, because I heard the Swiss banks are some of the most secure banks. I don't know if that's still true today, but. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that's still like that. Yeah. Yeah, used to go to hide your money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but these guys are, are based in Sweden. Um, I'm assuming it's a, I mean, just from the name, I assume it's a financial company, uh, maybe a venture capitalist company. I'm trying to see what they do and how they uh, kind of valued, but some like they just spiked up during the COVID too. Like um, looking at the graph, like there was some significant, there was a significant jump in 2017. I don't know what caused that jump. And then a COVID jump. So, let me figure out. Let me look at the company to see what it's about. That is an interesting name, like for like for a company that size. That is a very like interesting yeah. name. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It, it seems like a very interesting, like a very vague name. Yeah. But... Yeah. Trying to see their companies. Oh, AstraZeneca. So they're into big pharma. So yeah, it is a investment company, but they invested in some some, you know, big companies. I'm saying here, AstraZeneca is a huge uh, biopharma pharmaceutical company. Uh, Ericsson. Okay, that makes sense. But Ericsson is not. Uh, Ericsson used to be in terms of uh, mobile handsets. I don't know. If you 
Yeah, yeah, but smartphones kick them off the market. I don't know what they still do today. And they invested in Ericsson in the year 1950. These guys. Yeah, they're like a, they're probably like an OG, yeah. like an OG ass family. Or yeah, yeah, for sure. They also have investment in Nasdaq, Sobi, um, Sayab, um, the uh, automotive company, um, Electrolux. So it's, it's basically an investment company. Let me see the history. Um, if it's single founded investor AB Swedish investment and conglomerate. So, yeah, investor AB is a Swedish investment and de facto um, conglomerate holding company. It was founded in 1916. Wow. And it's still controlled by the Wallenberg family. Uh, those are the targets that I have to to look at. Okay, controlled by the Wallenberg family through their foundation asset management company, FAM. F-A-M, Foundation Asset Management AB. Oh, for a second, I thought it was like a... It was like, a <laughs> <laughs> like the British family, like the slang. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The company owns a controlling stake in several large Swedish companies with smaller positions in a number of other firms. Mm-hmm. So they just they just invest. So they had money, threw in money, and uh, just have private equity in, in different companies. History. Investor, was, Investor AB was established by the Wallenberg family when new Swedish legislation made it more difficult for banks to own stocks in industrial companies on a long-term basis. Oh, so they, that was the, that was the loophole they capitalized on. The shareholdings of the family bank, Stockholms and, and Skilda Bank were transferred to Investor AB, a newly formed industrial holding company, spun out of the bank. Oh, so maybe they were also part of the bank. The legislation came where um, they couldn't own stock in companies, so they decided to form an investing company to own the stock. Yeah, that's what it sounded like. Wow. And they've had different executives, let's see. Yeah, I already saw all of the this had listed companies that I mentioned them previously. ABB uh, provides electrification products, robotics, and motion. AstraZeneca, I think AstraZeneca they did. I think they also were one of the people who did COVID vaccine. Yeah. Right. Wait, do they do they own AstraZeneca or are they like the majority shareholders? Of AstraZeneca? They're probably. Majority shareholders, and I don't, I don't, I'm trying to see what stake they own. Let me see if they can show that. Yeah, because that's gonna be that's crazy. That's a lot of money. That's a lot. Yeah. Share of total assets 10 percent. So they own ten percent of AstraZeneca. And what's this ownership capital? 
slash votes and 3.3% of the votes on the board. Yeah, that's that's the 10% is huge. Ten, yeah, 10% is huge. Oh, yeah, that's a huge. Yeah. Because I would assume like other comp like they would have other investors in a company as big as AstraZeneca that will uh, but it's, it's interesting. Anyways, I feel like it's still public information because I'm like, why are they making it public? But if, it's a, if all those companies are public, um, all that information is also supposed to be publicly accessible. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, 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 thing, the, so the, the, the thing with, like, like insider information is, is more things that will move, like, the, the market. You know what I mean? Like, general, like, I general information about like the companies of their own they don't care they don't care to disclose those things well they have to technically they have to right right I SEC, yeah. true and uh another one of the other companies too atlas copco i don't know a leader in sustainable productivity solutions atlas copco well still based in sweden they have 14 percent ownership in their company with 17% of votes, and they invested in 1916. Wow. ABB, robotics company, they own 12%. Invested 1925. I mean, these guys have been around for, for, yeah. for a while. <laughs> Maybe of uh, Berkshire Hathaway, kind of. Yeah. Wow. Like I can't believe this. Like this, this is like almost. Yeah, this is almost a hundred years. Not more than. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's more than that. It's yeah. insane. Wow. Hmm. And imagine you have you like you have to con- like technically well not constantly but they 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 probably like pick good companies like they hard they know how to pick. Com- like good companies to invest in, right? For, for you to be around that long and still be holding these these shares in these companies, you have to know what the hell you're doing. So there's right. pretty good picks there. All right, and, and, and so I, I I would assume those companies are probably even they've probably been around for maybe ten years before the investment for them to be at the level to get that kind of huge or investment. I'm assuming. Yeah, no, nah, yeah, no, nah, it is, and I was gonna say that. You know how they they kind of like create this investor AB out of the the law or whatever. Yeah. Now, most then you know in the next coming whatever they're gonna be known as the expertise, and then most companies will probably be coming to them as well. So they've created their own they they create their own company and quote unquote industry kind of if you think about it. Right. They're the, they're the, they're probably the leaders in that industry. Well, what what was it? What was the law again? Like they they had to they couldn't invest in. Oh yeah, the the law was banks. Like banks could not invest, and so that made them set up a company basically primarily for investment. And so they were not. I, I'm assuming they would probably they own the bank. Maybe the family owned the bank, and because as as a bank they could not invest in companies. And they just, just, yeah, yeah, they just formed this one as which is not a bank, but an investment company to be able to invest in companies and 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 have ownership. Yeah, so I don't know what the law stopped. 
<laughs> they, they just they just created more bureaucracy to collect more taxes and more more, yeah. <laughs> more fees and more fees. Same no. people, yeah. Man. Uh, yeah, I can't even like I I thought some of this comp like especially AstraZeneca like I thought it was a a very new, I thought it was a new company. They've been around for a while, so that means they will have a lot of experience in that in this whole bi- pharmaceutical ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, they they invested in in the company in the year nineteen twenty four. That's that's really wild to think about. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if our technology is slow or like why after, for all these years what is uh, delaying the cure for cancer and some of all these crazy diseases? Because this these companies have been around for a while, but I I, I guess there's uh, there's really a wide range of 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 diseases to to deal with though. So yeah, and also. With that, like you, I I think also like prioritizing like different worlds, whatever. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. So like you know whatever like the pandemic or endemic, whatever the diseases yeah. that hit the globe is probably like what they they all probably focus on for maybe a couple of years or whatever. Right. Right. And then leave other things that that makes sense. That makes sense. Plus, I, I, I wonder like, how many employees we have. Yeah. yeah. Which is like only a set amount of people that are available to to deal with these problems, and then world events like world wars and all of these things that interrupt. So I mean, with the cancer, with the with the cancer thing, right? Yeah. I don't know. What do you do? You, do you think? Do you think like these bio bio biotech and bio, you know, whatever pharm- pharmaceutical companies have the capabilities to do that now? Um. I, I don't maybe for certain cancers but not I, I think generally cancerous cells is still a challenge in the medical field. Because if it was a thing of money, Steve Jobs would not have died. True. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean I do not I d I don't know much about like, you know, biology and and, and like the yeah. right. But at least, you know, I guess the unpredictable unpredictability of how cancer cells mm-hmm. it's hard to it's hard to really like try to like stop them or whatever right. you know and then we have like other another company here SCB which is a Swedish company so SCB has an attractive corporate banking position is it a bank was SCB it's a, I know it's, I mean, it's a financial services group. They also invested in them 1916. They're on 8% or about 20% or so of the company. Epiroc. Epiroc is equipment, service, and solutions and mining and infrastructure. They own 17%. They invested 2018. So it is a new company. It's a new company. Hmm. Wow, Ericsson, of course, nineteen fifty. They own eight percent. Um, Nasdaq, they own eleven percent. Really, 
Wow. And invested in 2011. Holy smokes. Sobe, Swedish orphan Bovitrim, another uh, pharmaceutical company that focuses on rare diseases. They own 34%. Hmm. That's... <laughs> yeah, bank... This- they focus on red yeah 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 this is this is probably like a it could be it could be a um i was gonna say it's gonna be a meal ticket for them but they already hit the jackpots they don't have to worry about that stuff yeah yeah 35 percent of a company like that i feel like it's, it's more speculative like more like yeah i don't know yeah you know, because if you if you find if you find a cure for like a rare disease, well, I guess I guess it wouldn't matter because rare disease. Yeah, because rare disease is like it's not profitable. I I assume because yeah, I didn't think I didn't take it all the way through. Yeah, yeah. It, like only it, I'm assuming it's only very few people who suffer from this. So it's like, yeah. And that they invested two thousand and nine. What was the name of that company? Sobi S O B I. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna check them out. Okay, and then you have Husqvarna Group. This um com- outdoor product company. Yeah, to make the to make our equipment and stuff. Yeah, I see. I see. I see them around here. Okay. Oh wow, this looks cool. It's like um Husqvarna. This they have like lawnmowers and stuff. Robotic lawnmowers. Hmm. Listen to, does this really work? Because that's a that's a cool innovation. Robotic lawnmowers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen those. I've seen those. Like so I so I re- like we recently got like a like we recently bought a house and we have a we have a pretty it's not a big it's not a big backyard but it's nice. and I was I have um the vacuum cleaners yeah and I was thinking if they had like the lawnmowers too and they do like you just have to create a perimeter mm-hmm. like your perimeter you create that comes with the robot and then you just you just like place it in a corner and then you start it and it does the same thing as like the iRobot right. Just that, yeah. Then I was like, but it'll follow the perimeter, right? You know, back, yeah, yeah. I've seen one cool. with great ratings, though. But I, I like, I don't know about the hexavana Hex, Hex ones, but I know that they do exist. Oh. And uh, Husqvarna, they own 16%, and they invested 2006 in the company. Sayab, wow, Sayab has been around for a while. Sayab is a, is a auto company. Uh, they invested in the year 1937. They own 30%. About 30% of Sayab. It's this wow. Yeah. That, that, so, uh, so that might be one of their that's so great investment. Their <laughs> the biggest cash machine. Really? I don't know. Maybe. Sayab, Sayab, I don't know how big the company is. Um, the um, maybe majority, I think its market would be maybe in Sweden or so. Yeah, I've seen only very few. Like I probably see only one or two Sayabs in here in the US. 
So they used to have. I mean, it's back back like back then. I feel like there were a lot more of them though. Yeah. Now, now you don't see that. weren't they weren't they bought by GM at some point? Like I feel like. They were... Um, I'm not. I'm not sure. Well, it's like like I don't know. I just I pronounce it differently. Yeah, it seems like it's not just even cars. Like they, they also the aviation here, but I don't know what they do. Wow, missile systems. Oh, they're into missiles, aircraft systems, avionics, and all this stuff. Surface radar. Wow, I didn't know that. Like, know that car company. Yeah. So yeah. So I guess that's why they're not focused on building cars. That's not their, yeah, that's yeah, not their yeah. thing. Oh, that's crazy. I don't know. That. Well, so they probably have given Ukraine a couple of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> they have to, like, I mean. Wow. About radar, all of this stuff. So it's like, wow. This guy's And they and the investor if owns a, a pretty good chunk of that, right? How much yeah, that's like what's this thirty thirty point two percent? Yeah, oh shit, yeah, they, yeah. Wow, they, they're very they're very important. Com- they're very important company then. Yeah, <laughs> once once <laughs> Mrs. the family, I hope they are not Jews. Yeah, now nah, that that name that name sounds just like that. <laughs> Man, I hope they don't crash my account. Like like yay. <laughs> <laughs> they come for you like that. <laughs> Wallenberg, no, nah, well, right. yeah, Wallenberg sounds, you know, Goldberg sounds, yeah, it's it's heading towards that direction. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll definitely look at the family. But wow, they really got their hold on on this on Sweden. So this disparity is everywhere. It's everywhere. Electrolux. They invested electric. What's Electrolux Global Appliance Company? Electrolux. What's their major product? Oh, refrigerators, wall ovens. So just appliances, oven ranges. Yeah. That, that is. And they've been around for a while because. The investment was made in 1956, and they own 17, 18%, 17.9, 18% of the company. Wow. Being an investment company is not, like, I, I would assume it's not easy. At wonder- all. It's yeah. not easy at all. There's, um, there's, a, there's, there's, a, there's one in D.C. called... Um, Car- Carlisle? I don't know if you have a Carlisle group. Carlisle group. Carlisle. And that, like, so I, so I, so I'm an auditor, so I, you know, I used to work for Esther Young. And that was, like, the worst audit you could ever do because they have so many, like, they have so many, like, um, what do you call it, um, acquisitions and divestitures and, and you have to, like, you have to understand some of these technicalities before you can do any sort of thing and it's and it's a worse like I, I used to work I used to work I don't know 
Well, you EY is just is quite prestigious. So you you do have like you know some solid experience, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I worked for EY for about three about three years. Yeah, wow. it's about yeah. doing um doing external audit. It was it was. I mean, I, like you said, like people really put a lot of thing on the on the brand, like on the company, but. <laughs> Those were those were very long long days at work, man. You do a lot of auditing, and it was good experience though. Like one thing I love about audit is it, expo- it exposes you to a lot of different things. Like you have to understand like the industry that you're working in before you can really do any sort of like thing. So yeah. I appreciated that, but that was that was the, the working hours was, was insane. But yeah, like invested invested like. Investor companies, holding companies, all these companies, like it's it's not easy at all. You have to have expertise, and then on top of that, like your CEO has to has have a clue about what he's doing, what he's doing. So, it's mm. not easy. yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. And um, so, the last company on their profile here that seems to have a quite sizable investment in is called Wartsila. It's based in Finland, though. So it's probably just the only, just the only company that is outside of Sweden that they have investment in. Watsila, and provides complete lifecycle power solutions for marine and energy markets. Oh, so it's like boat engines. Oh, what's this? Energy storage. What do they do? Yeah, boat engines. That is incredible. Yeah, they they, they have damn. So they they have like pharmaceuticals all the way through. <laughs> to, to energy is like wow. Yeah, that explains the fifty-one billion dollars in market cap. That explains it. And this investment was made in twenty twelve, and that that's like, who knows? They may have like minor investments in like other company but it's like this is their this is their major this is the major dish they have on the table so that's the one on their website so when you when you you google the wallenberg family right yeah and annual sales captive 154 billion dollars a year what like I don't know, if, I don't know how accurate this is. The Wallenberg, the Wallenberg CS Holdings employ about six hundred thousand people and have sales of one hundred and fifty-four billion dollars a year. That's crazy. What? That is crazy. I mean, I, and this was on this was on Google search, right? Yeah, I just I just have the Wallenberg family. Like you know how they do like the summary paragraphs. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, what? Wow. Oh, yeah, yeah, I see that. They are a prominent Swedish family, Europe's most powerful. Wow, in the whole of Europe. Most powerful business dynasty. They are noted as bankers, industrialists, politicians, bureaucrats, diplomats, and military. The Wallenberg Spheres Holding employ about 600,000 people. <laughs> And have sales of 154. Like the whole family is set for. Yo, ever. 
They're gonna oh. their family's gonna watch the sun explode one day, watch. <laughs> <laughs> like that's how long oh. their money is. <laughs> that's insane. Wow, one hundred and sixty six years ago. Holy smokes. Holy smokes. I imagine belonging to a family like that. Yo, what? Like you have nothing, nothing. You have nothing to worry about. Like your life is all set, you know. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and and I guess this is probably what what generation of the family, maybe third generation. That. Yeah, because they've been around for one hundred and sixty-six years, right? That's what it says on the thing. Wow. Yeah, that's that's fairly fairly young. Yeah. If you think about like like well, I guess I guess not because all these people have still made their money within the last like two hundred years too. Yeah. Uh, what? Let me see what the Rockefeller is worth. Because everybody knows the Rockefeller family, but this these guys are not popular. But they they're big. The Rockefeller family is worth about three sixty billion dollars. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Let me see the history of this of this family. So they're prominent okay, yeah, that's the 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 Wallenberg Empire consists of sixteen foundations. Investor AB, of course, is there. Foundation Asset Management AB. What is the AB in all of this? What does that AB mean? Because they have it also in three of the other companies. The Wallenberg Investments AB. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a business term. It's a business term. It's like a it's like an LLC, but uh, it, yeah. So a lot of companies out there have it. Like you see it too when you go to. Germany, Germany has one too, but they, it's not. I don't know if it's AB or something else. It, it, it stands for something. I forget what it stands for. Oh, right. like, Just yeah, like here, here, uh, like in other companies, in other countries, is like INC, like Inc. Yeah, like that, like that, yeah, yeah, like that, something like that. Oh wow, that makes sense. So that means the main, the name of the company is just investor. That's the main name. The other thing is just like yeah. <laughs> now that makes more sense. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> just investor. Just investor. Wow. Wow. In the 1970s, the Wallenberg family businesses employed 40 percent of Sweden's industrial workforce. What kind of power is this? And no protests. And Wait, what percent? What was the percent? Forty. <laughs> like the whole like one family they own the country 40% wow wow hmm. yo that's insane in a in a freaking what yeah that's unbelievable and wow hmm. and represented 40% of the total worth of the stock market The, the conglomerate holding company investor had an approximate ownership of 120 companies. But by, by 2022, the Wallenberg's fair had an approximate ownership 
of 330 companies. So that was so the 120 was by 2011. So they've even tripled on it. By by 2022, now they have 330 companies. In 2015, the family still owned a third of Sweden's entire stock exchange. Hmm. I've never heard anything like this. To say. All right. This, this is unbelievable. Like, I, I see, see, so this is the thing, like, do they even have any competitors? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow, 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 wow. Hmm. It's unbelievable. And the, the Wallenbergs control many Swedish multinationals and other European industrial groups, such as world-leading telecommunication multinational Ericsson, Scandinavian and Baltic bank giant um, Scandinaviska Banken, one of the world's largest paper, multi, paper and pulp multinationals, Dora Enso, world's largest stock exchange company, Nasdaq, Global leader in smart technologies and complete life cycle solutions for marine and energy markets, Watsila. World's second largest appliance maker, Electrolux. So Electrolux is the world's second in appliances. Hmm. One of the world's... Yeah, I don't think I've ever... Was it Electro what? Electrolux. Oh, and I think I've... Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. yeah, I know what they are, yeah. Yeah. One of the world's largest power automation and robotics multinationals, ABB. One of Europe's largest aerospace and arms manufacturers, SAAB. So Sayab is not even, like cars is not their niche at all. It's just like, they maintain its aerospace and arms. Hmm. Scandinavian airliner, SAS Group, world's largest ball bearing company, SKF. Manufacturer of compressors, <laughs> vacuum and air treatment systems, construction equipment, power tools, and assembly systems, Atlas. Europe's fourth largest pharmaceutical company, AstraZeneca. Outdoor power products, consumer watering products, cutting equipment, and diamond tools. Manufacturer, Husqvarna, Sobe. Mining company, Epiroc, investment conglomerate investor, the Grand Group Hotel, world's largest supplier of powdered metal. There's even such a thing like powdered metal. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Hoganus. Europe's second largest equity firm um, with portfolio companies in Europe, Asia, and USA, EQT partners. So they they have ownership in all of this stuff. Former holdings include, among others, Fifth largest truck manufacturer in the world, Scania. Yeah, Scania. <laughs> Wallenbergs. Through the Not and Alice Wallenberg Foundation, allocate annually 2 billion SEK, and I think that's the Sweden distinct, to science and research. That's small. They should, they should, that should be like 20 billion if they really want to move the world forward. What are they doing with the money? So with all these billions, they only so in a year they get hundred and something billion. Only two billion of that goes to science and research. That's that's poor. That's why there's no cure for cancer. 
That's why. <laughs> yeah. just, just imagine, like, of all, look at look at the amount of money these guys make every year. <laughs> two billion, just two, goes to science and research. So, what is the money for? What are they doing with the money? I guess they need to to buy investments in other other companies as well. I guess. What did the idea say? They're funding the Israeli, the what is it the Israeli? Yeah, yeah. that 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 is that is kind of small. That is kind of weird that they do only have that much. Raoul Wallenberg, a diplomat, worked in Budapest, Hungary, during the Second World War to rescue Jews from the Holocaust. Okay, that's the connection. You have to, there has to be that connection. Between July and December 1944, he issued protective passports and housed Jews, saving tens of thousands. Hmm. So that makes sense. I mean, let's look at the early history. The earliest known member, Patrinil. Uh, patrilineally of the Wahlberg families maintaining farmer Par Hansen of Herzberger born 1670 died 1741 outside Linköping in Ostergotland all these cities probably don't exist anymore who in 1692 married Kirsten Jacobs daughter Scoot their son Sharif Jacob, Persin Wahlberg, married twice. The children of his mar- of his first marriage to Martha adopted the surname Wahlberg, and those of his second daughter adopted the son name Wellenberg. The Wahlberg, the Wahlberg's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if I if I, 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 I switch my name back, please. Thank you. <laughs> Just, I mean, they should have just added the E-N. Like, what is, right? Just added the E-N in the middle and, you know, get rich. But the the stuck with Wahlberg. And that was the children of the first marriage. Hmm. I, wa- I wonder if Mark, Mark Wahlberg has any connection to them. <laughs> you, know, you know the actor? Yeah. You know the actor? Yeah, Mark I, yeah, yeah I, know, I know the guy. Uh, it's one of the Ted, um, Ted, right? Yeah, 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 the yeah, Boston yeah. guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But his one is uh, HL. This one is Wall, as in as in Wall. The oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. It's, it's still it's still like Wallenberg. It's just like the the first one has doesn't have the EN. The Wallen the Wallenberg has EN. So if you take out the EN, that's the first one. So that's okay. Yeah. So it was his second marriage, and he said the eldest son of his second marriage was Lector of Theology and Vicar of Slacker. Hmm. That sounds like, you know, a very top position in, in the church. A, a Vicar. <laughs> Marcus Wallenberg. His younger brother, Jacob, was a n- novel chaplain of the Swedish East in their company and author of the Swedish classic, a traveler, my son on the galley. 
Well, here's a quote. This is the first economist was my grandfather, Andre Oscar Wallenberg. He was the son of the bishop. My father, Marcus Wallenberg Sr., used to say that the early Wallenbergs had no immediate financial aptitude. Rather, the financial aptitudes, as my father used to say, quite jokingly, whenever the Marseillais was played, that the Marseillais was the reason I became a banker. I don't know what the Marseillais is. People then wondered upon hearing that. He then explained that his grandfather, the bishop, was a theology student in Uppsala in the 1790s and a member of a musical quartet. He played the violin cello, and on a world previous night, he had played the Marseillais and was therefore expelled because Gustav Adolf had declared the Marseillais. What's going on? has declared the Marseillais laissez majeste. Uh, that is something that is offense to the royalty. He therefore moved to Lund, where he met a girl of the Barfort, of the Barfort family, daughter of a professor and his wife, born Beja, who was a member of the famous merchant family. He therefore used to say that the financial aptitude if we have one originates from here. Okay, he got married to a famous merchant family where he learned the trade of colonization. That makes sense. So, 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 the, who, wait, who did, like, who married into the family? Like, the, the founder, the founder of the, of the... Yeah, yeah that's... So, and you see, it's also confusing to me, honestly. So I, they say the his grandfather, but I don't know who the who the person grandfather of who. But the name here is Andre Andre Oscar Wallenberg, who was the okay. I think he was the person who got married gotcha. to that family. Yeah, who eventually became a banker, industrialist, a newspaper tycoon, politician, and the patriarch of the Wallenberg family. In 1856, he founded the Enskilda Bank. Okay. That makes sense. And this was 1816. Around He was born 1816. And in 1856, that's when he, that's when this money started. It's just bank. It's the bank. They built the Probably will be the first bank in Sweden. So that explains everything. Charlie. That explains it. So, like, I, I guess they they had the license to build the bank. Yeah, founder of the banking dynasty. That's true. So, and here's more details on it. Like, Andre Oscar Wallenberg, the founder of the banking dynasty. Uh, let me open the guy up. So let me see. Pick his brain. Why did he decide to start the bank? That's that's where that's where this whole thing comes from. And building a bank is not beans. I mean, nowadays I don't even think anyone can can do it as a family. I don't know if if legislations will will let one single family just run a bank. Like nepotism and all of that stuff. Yeah, there's too yeah. much, there's, and there's too many regulation and regulation. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, all that, all of that cannot happen again. It can happen. I mean, it's not even supposed to, because it just causes too much disparity. And Andre Oscar was born. True. Yeah. I was born 19th of November, 1816, in Linkoping, where his father held the bishop, held the position as bishop. Between 1825 and 1832, he attended the, the Lincoln Pink Trivial School and High School. And in 1832, he traveled as a young man to the Caribbean, uh, became a sea cadet on his return. After graduating as a naval officer in Karlskrona in 1835, he served for a few years as a sailor on North American trunk ships. And in 1837, he became an officer in the Swedish Navy. Four years later, he accompanied the Oxahuvdun expedition as, as first mate. The destination was the La Plata states, that is Argentina, Uruguay, and Paraguay. But because the expedition was poorly led, he left it already in Lisbon. He then spent a year in Spain and France studying languages and law at Grenoble University and spent a long time in Brest studying their shipyards and workshops. In 1850, Wallenberg was commanded to Sansvall as a first lieutenant and head of a boatman company. He swore the burger oath in Sansvall and became a burger of Sansvall and later elected to the Swedish parliament. He resigned from military in 1851. He became friends with the sawmill owner and industrialist Frederick Bonsall and mediated loans to him at the acquisition of, of Skonvik which became the original convicts, AB, much later Conastol for XCA. Wallenberg and Bolso also founded the first the city's first brewery. Wallenberg also represented the city as a member of parliament. Man, this guy is doing everything. Does he even sleep? That's a, hmm. <laughs> that's a bank. Yeah, they have they have their they have their 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 hands in a lot of things and it's weird that all these things yeah. are still legal, like that's crazy. Yeah. Yes. It, it has to yeah. probably they have a lot of privilege being a certain because all all those things are people it's it's just being able to delegate it to people and having the right to be able to delegate a majority of the stacks to people. And then they have people who do the work. Um and then they have ownership. Which is still existing today. So I was like Yeah. As a as a banker, he was a pioneer in Europe or already during his stay in the US in eighteen thirty seven. At the time of the panic of 1837, was that a financial crisis in the United States that caused a major depression, which lasted until the mid-1840s. Profits, prices, and wages went down. Unemployment went up and pessimism abounded. Okay. He wanted to become a banker. He had learned how banks should not be run. He became Sansval's banking first manager. In 1856, he formed... Stockholm's and Skilda Bank, which was modeled after the Scottish banking system. 
and was until his death its president. He introduced the postal exchange, which simplified the possibilities of transferring money between different locations. He introduced postal exchange, still almost unknown outside Sweden, and through a comparatively high deposit rate, the deposit depreciation and, amortiz and amortization business developed. The bank's capital was made up of deposits from the public and not as with previous banks through private banknote issuance. Okay. The business idea was that if the savers left the money tied up in the account for a long period of time, they would receive a higher interest rate. In addition to the modernization of banking legislation, Wallenberg contributed to the introduction of the meter system and increased rights for women, among other things, by being the first in Europe to allow women to work in banks and allow women to open their own bank accounts. Well, that's a good thing. Ao, which he is called on the family, also became involved in many industries, including Atlas Diesel, which later became Atlas Copco, and several railway companies. In 1864, he also became a driving force behind the founding of Sweden's first bank limited company, Skandinaviska Credit Management. He was a co-owner and employee of Bohr in 1848 and 51 and provided both pecuniary support and articles for Stockholm Stand. In Afton Ballard, he wrote almost regularly once a week, Econom Economist. Oh. Economical. Okay, he used to write articles. Between 1865 and 68, he was a member of the bourgeoisie, 1853 to 63. Like, what, what is the bourgeoisie? I've heard this word several. I don't even know what that means. After the change of representation, he represented what, the... the bourgeois? Yeah, the bourgeois. Is that, is that the word you're saying? Yeah. B-O-U-R-G-E-O. -E yeah, it's like the upper... They're like the upper middle upper class. class. Like, uh, okay. Yeah, they're like the upper middle class. Like the... Yeah. Took what... Well, well, according to like... Um, like Marx and stuff, they're like the ruling class, maybe. Hmm. They're, not, they're not the ruling class. They're, they're more upper middle class. They're like the... A little wealthy, but they're not the ruling class. Cool. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so he died in January 1886, was buried in the mausoleum at Malmvik, I guess that's somewhere in Sweden. He had a total of 20 children with three different women. That's where the problem started. So he had he had twenty children to carry on his uh, <laughs> like any other man legacy, right? <laughs> wow! Wow! And the one that took over, I guess, was Knuts Agathon. Knuts Agathon Wallenberg, like his father, was trained as a naval officer in naval school of warfare. In 1876, he attended George's Banking Institution and then gained an early banking internship in Paris at Credit Lyonnais. I wonder who 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 he handed over, like when he died. Who did who did the owner of the bank 
um, anyway, upon his father's death, oh yeah, he was the one. So upon his father's death in 1886, not Agatha became president of the bank. So it's the whole nepotism that established the company. I established the family, I mean. Yeah. Handed over to his son. This took place at the same time as an intensive investment period in Swedish business began. During this time, the bank played an innovative role by connecting the French capital market with demand for credit in rapidly expanding Swedish industry. The bank played an important role in financing Sweden's breakthrough as an industrial nation. Not Wallenberg created a very large fortune and a leading position in Swedish society. He was involved in everything from reconstructions in the mining industry and engineering companies to the exploitation of the ore fields in Norberton, which is also in Sweden. Wallenberg was intensively involved in various societal issues. For more than 30 years, he was active in politics in the capital as a member of the council. He was a member of the Riksdag in the first chamber of modern decade. So they were just in, they, they've put themselves in position. That's just what happened. Politics, yeah. government, all of, the, all of the multiple places. To feel, to feel that, to, to, you know, to do whatever they want, honestly. Yeah. I mean, if you have, if, 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 like, what is it, forty percent of the workforce work for him, right? Work for that company, uh, family. Yeah. That's insane. Like, you, you understand, like, how much power that is? Yeah, it's like, that's just unbelievable. That's worse. That 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 is worth more than like any like you know you you can you can you can value any company in the U.S. and well, not any company, but you know. <laughs> like even like the, the fourth or third largest company, which may not be, which which may be bigger in like market cap than, you know, the Wallenberg family and stuff, but still, the like underlying power behind like the name alone, like you have a whole country behind you. That's insane. Yeah, that's like, <laughs> and I, I would assume like like nobody could just want to start a business. Um, at, like at, at just being a Swedish citizen, so it's like you're most like a normal citizen would just be most likely to get a job. I mean, this was in the time where, from what he's saying, he, women could not even own bank accounts, so it's like I guess like women could not even work, so it would be select men that who like very few people who could climb up the ranks. So, I guess they were still doing this thing to themselves, too. The British Bank of Northern Commerce was uh, founded in February 1912 by not by the same Wallenberg, together with several other banks. So, he, he went ahead to, to build other banks in both Paris, Britain, uh, Norway. So started expanding outside Sweden. Yeah, didn't the, the the company said in all of Europe, like the biggest dynasty in Europe, right? Yeah, that's 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 really insane. I've never actually never heard of these people before. Yeah. yeah. 
Hmm. I wonder who, like, there's a, there's a lot of people here. The generation of Wallenbergs is a lot. I wonder who are the latest guys. Who early 21st slash fifth generation, five generations of wealth. Like, this is unusual, actually. This is really unusual. This is really unusual. Five generations. Because, I mean, usually with most other families, it's like, I think, three generations or so. And then um, there is no... Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Let me let me see if I can. Wrap. I'm trying to see the the latest guys. In in 2006, the fifth generation took over the Wallenberg sphere, which is Marcus Marcus Wallenberg, son of Mark Wallenberg. Uh, really. So all these are news of the latest. In late February 2022, and this is recent, it was reported in the media that Wallenberg-owned Ericsson had bribed the terror organization ISIL in Iraq. Why? In late March 2022, it became known that the technology and equipment from Wallenberg-owned Atlas Kopkanske and SKF had been sold to 12 of the Russian state's nuclear weapon manufacturers. Oh, Really? I thought they would be supporting Ukraine, but what's going on here? In April 22, in April, Jacob Wallenberg participated in a secret meeting in Finland with Swedish Minister of Finance and the President of Finland and high military officers on the issue of NATO membership. In September, which is like last last. But last month, the Wallenberg-owned Ericsson continued to export telecommunication equipment to Russia after the sanctions. So, so they're clearly in support of uh, Russia. Wow. Hmm. Is this a scary thing? But that's to discuss the sale of of A26. <laughs> who's to know, who's to say if these guys are not even, and because if there's war, they're in business. So, do they really care whose side is, like, I mean, um, I guess if there's war, there's money. So, there will be sales of weapons. So, why not sell to both Russia and, and NATO? Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Man, I think that's about it for these guys. Before I find information that will make people find me, so yep. But it's it's interesting though. Like, but we. Well, investor is investor is just one arm. So I, I was gonna say like, it's still two hundred and eighty three in the world. So, a company like Walt Disney that just does animations is able to create enough value that is way bigger than all of this stuff. That's that's really 
testament to the American power. So, but it has, it has been interesting today, though. The ex, um, expose I've learned about this family, Wallenberg family, and investor, AB. It seems to be a prodigious patriarch who was involved in so many things, politics, finance, and banking. It seems the founding, the original bank was um, was what caused the explosion of wealth for the family. So, we want to create generational wealth. Might as well think about building a bank. But you may not have the the leverage that they had at that time because now there are a lot of regulations and rules. Okay, so um, <clears throat> would I'll do a random draw again for next um, for the next episode. Hmm. Six fifty-five. So let's see what company that is. Six fifty-five is equity residential based in the U.S. Okay, never heard of this company. We're gonna find out. We're gonna find out. Okay. All right, Smudgy, your probably your hands are probably tight, but um, thanks for being in the on this episode. Um, I appreciate your insights. Um, I, I hope you be around for the next one. So, take care, and if you listen to this recording, um, watch out for the next one. Take care.